Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 180. And today I'm going to share with you part two of my conversation with PJ Cuba, the interim student pastor, the college pastor, and the children's ministry associate at Loveland Baptist Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee. So take a listen and hear part two of my conversation with PJ. We went to lunch today and on the way back, I remember I even made a statement in the car that you know, it's not about the amount of wisdom you have. It's the pursuit of wisdom, there it right? Is. It's like, it's not that we've attained anything. Even the apostle Paul says, it's not that I've already attained it, but that, you know, I'm striving, I'm going, I'm doing my best to continue right. in the walk. And, um, you know, I think that's the same for everybody, especially people in ministry, you know, on the podcast earlier in the year in May and June, we had a bunch of, um, bunch of interviews with people that were in ministry and everybody's story is so different, like so wildly different. You know, we had people that were campus pastors. We had people that were kids ministry ministers. We had people that were student pastors and different, different ways of life and different contexts of churches and all those things. And to hear that, like God still is not, he's not going to lose. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going to win wherever we are, whatever we're doing. If we are striving after him, his, his victory is ultimately what's going to happen. And, if if we're on his team, we get to share in that victory. Amen. Um, so what so what do you think over the if if you could tell, um, let's let's go in that same in that same uh, vein of thought, like pastors and church leaders. If you could encourage a church leader right now, let's say you could encourage, you could send one message out to the entire world oh, via boy. this podcast, the millions of downloads to this podcast episode. We're not even close to that. Uh, it's the millions of downloads. If you could say something to pastors, church leaders around the world, what would you encourage them with today? Oh, man, especially with, I think you've read the statistics for church leaders and pastors right now. I mean, the fallout is insane. The moral um, failure of man, the just the overwhelming effect of what is required. Um, because the idea that people have behind what a, a church leader or a pastor does is simply prepare messages and, and, and pray for the body. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much more in depth to it. So I, I would encourage any and all church leaders, any and all pastors, man, run your race and and run it with you know purpose, but also intentionality. Mm-hmm. You you know you never know what you're going to do in one person's life, and that's what I've I've had to teach myself is like it's not about if I'm, you know, you, you can go on Twitter, you can go on so Instagram and you could see all these different churches, pastors mm-hmm. changing the world, changing lives. Like I, you know, Shane Pruitt, every, every day I see something, he's like, you know, a thousand more kids got, I'm like, why, why isn't that <laughs> happening here? And it's yeah. like, you know, the, the reality is God's placed you where he has you. And so, and, mm-hmm. and I love what you said about pursuing wisdom. It's, um, he doesn't, yeah, you know, it says run your race. There, there really isn't the finish line is when we get to see him in glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when we go home, yeah. Yes, run your race and and don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Be the Acts two church. Be what you have been called to be, and uh, and do it with with purpose and with intentionality. You you need community. Uh, you need uh, just. I think that's that's yeah. That's you've said the word intentionality. I've known you now for I think like. Maybe twelve weeks. Maybe I've known you for about That's twelve roughly. weeks. Yeah, and you have used the word intentionality so much. What do you mean? I mean, it's even I'm looking on your board here in your office, and it says intentionality. It, it says the word intentionality, and every uh, just so everybody knows, I want to give you a picture of what I'm looking at. On this board is all kinds of stuff. It looks like he's got some kind of D now or something coming up. You got scripture verses written out, circled. You've got 
uh, different categories and different bullet points. Everything is very, um, very, it's, it looks like it's on a grid, right? It's all yeah. very straight, very normal, except for the word intentionality. It's crooked and it's, it's <laughs> diagonal. Um, I, I'm not sure the intention behind that. Um, but you, you love, you seem to love this word mm-hmm. and I'm just curious, what does that, what does it mean to you to, to live with intentionality, live on purpose, live it? What is that? What do you mean by that? It's easy for me to just say, I want to be in a Bible study. It's easy for me to say, I want to be a part of a local church. And so it's easy for me just to show up really. And, you mm-hmm. know, just sit in the pew, sit in the chair, listen to the messages and just go home and live my life. But with intentionality, I'm living out that Acts 2 mindset. I'm living out the purpose that God has given me. You know, and so when I say intentionality, um, it it speaks volume to me because people in my life, that's what they were. Like, that's what ultimately converted me. The Holy Spirit converted, like, you know, used people with intention mm-hmm. to show me the gospel and continuously to show me the gospel. And yeah. um, Rosetta Butterfield, she's a former um, LGBTQ activist. Um, she wrote a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. It's actually on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And the whole mindset is just that like you you are called now to be intentional with people and so mm-hmm. the great commission is to go what does that mean does it mean i need to go on a mission trip no it means be intentional where you are and so mm-hmm. love people well just invite them in and so um i see it all the time like i i want a team i want to work with a team i want to be on a team that is intentional with a purpose like college football we both know is something i um i like if I, if I wasn't in ministry, I'd probably be trying to do something with, with, with college football. Yeah. Cause and on the other wall of your office is like 93 specifically, 93 little helmets of, uh, <laughs> college, football, like college teams. football teams. Yep. Yeah. It's, There's uh, one Buffalo Bills one just to represent my love for the, the bills. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw that one too. That's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. You seem to have it. You seem to have a, uh, a draw toward college football. I do. So what? <laughs> my dad's uh, um, been a coach my entire life. We we grew up. He said um, he put me in front of the screen when I was eight months old, mm-hmm. and we were watching Boise State versus I think Fresno State. And I obviously eight months old, I wasn't like thinking that. But right. if you were to give me game. a play from that game right now, I would be. A little I just bit knew scared. blue turf. <laughs> okay, blue yeah. turf. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. um um. So yeah, it it's uh it's always resonated in my life. I just uh, I've never been big enough to play, but I've always just loved the game. Uh, different teams, like people get mad at me here in Knoxville. I'm not a UT fan, but like uh like I'll cheer. That's I'll randomly you cheer. Know, we're cutting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um Arkansas comes to town. I'm like I just like I'm like you know woo pig baby. Like I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but then you guys play Alabama, and I'm like all right, go Vols. Like you know that. Yeah. I just love cultural and the atmosphere, like the chills you get when you're listening to the crowd, when they're doing like the, Oh, and that was a bad representation, but like look up Penn state university. They do it. Well, um, I just get chills walking into the stadium Saturdays, literally spent watching football. Yeah. Um, I know I should probably be preparing for Sunday mornings, <laughs> but <laughs> right. that's where I'm at. I'm on my yeah. couch probably. Because um, you've prepared already for the week. Duh. Right? Pre- yeah, obviously. Right. Discipline, baby. Discipline. That's, Discipline's a um, word. Yeah. Life of a <laughs> young church leader who has nothing together. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Who also, you're, you're a young church leader who has church jobs, and you also are like in school too. I'm at Liberty University, um, so also full-time. So... 
<laughs> so you're doing six things full And I'm time. engaged. This is perfect. My... And you're engaged. Okay. <laughs> so um, trying to love my fiance well, trying to be a better student of both the word and academics. And then also just trying to enjoy some college football, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds great. So, sounds like you got it all together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could say that. <laughs> and people will think that. That's the fun part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, that's that word intentionality. I'm going to be intentional in telling you I don't have it all together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Authenticity is the other word. And we talk okay. about it a lot. Yeah. Um, authenticity and intentionality because I want you to be real with me. I don't need another person to just step into the pulpit and tell me how to live a better life. Yeah. I want you to do life with me. I want I want to um again be like if I'm on a team, I want us to work together. Like if you're not doing your part, then we're going to fail. We're going to lose. Yeah. Um championship teams win games because they're all training in the position that they're in. Mm-hmm. So as much as we hate him, Nick Saban does a phenomenal job of leading the <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide. Every yeah. single, and that's why they're in the national ch- championship. We wonder why, but he does it right. Yeah. And so, um, man, I th- I just think we have to be more intentional. It's it's not just a show up on Wednesdays, show up on Sundays. You know, we we've even gone away from like talking. We'll sit next to a student, but we don't want to get to know him yeah. because that's just it's too far gone. Yeah. Um. How do you do that in a world that's gone so virtual, a world that's gone so screen-based? How do you even approach, like how would you tell a college student right now, hey, listen, it matters you having the abilities and the skills to open up to somebody face-to-face? Like, Or maybe are you saying that doesn't matter? You're saying it does. No, I, I think it does. Okay. Um, how would you encourage a student right now that is going through college? Because I've I've seen college campuses. I've seen... Um, you know, high school campuses, I've seen students and, and adults now, right? Like right. we literally put our AirPods in, we yep. go and, and try our best not to talk to people. Even students showing up to church, yeah, like have AirPods in. Even when I'm out to dinner, I see kids with, I'll even see adults now, man. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a worse, we want to seclude ourselves. We, we isolate ourselves. So before COVID entered the picture, COVID didn't help the equation. Right. But it definitely, you know, there was a factor before. We can't blame everything on the, on, on the onus. <laughs> sure. Like, sure. People try to do so. But really and realistically, um, now church, a lot of churches are still virtual. Yeah. Um, we, we live in a society where it's just me, me, it's consumer Christianity. I hope you were encouraged today by hearing the heart of PJ Cuba as he is serving the Lord with all he's got. Today, be encouraged. Live intentionally.